Hello everybody, I'm Matt Makuchi and you are listening to the Jazz Ace Podcast. Oh, but I watch her so sadly How can I tell her I love her Yes, I would give my heart gladly But each day when she walks through the sea Hello everybody, Jazz is online editor Matt Mikuchi here welcoming you to a new episode of our podcast series of conversations with some of the most amazing artists on the jazz and creative music scene today, a series that we simply like to call the Jazz is Podcast. And it's brought to you in conjunction with Jazz is Vinyl Club, a series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz is editors and that is an absolute must for lovers of jazz and vinyl alike. Our guest today is Sarah McKenzie, a pianist, vocalist and composer who has captivated audiences across the globe. And her most recent album, Without You, is a celebration of the rich Brazilian jazz songwriting tradition via covers and originals. The album is dedicated to Antonio Carlos Jobim and marks the continuation of McKenzie's collaboration with two luminaries, guitarist Romero Lubambo and cellist Jacques Morlenbaum. In today's conversation, Mackenzie delves into her deep love and appreciation for the Brazilian jazz songwriting tradition, bossa nova, samba and more, and takes us on a journey back to the roots of this album, a journey that began with a memorable grand opening at the Blue Note in Rio de Janeiro back in 2017. So fire up an audiotini and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. This is the Jazz Is Podcast. Hello, Sarah. Welcome to the Jazz Is Podcast. Thank you so much. Very happy to be here. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, you know, we're going to be talking about your new album, Without You, uh, and a little bit about the journey of the making of the album. But, but we like to start these podcasts by asking, a, a, you know, a standard icebreaker question, as I like to put it, is I like to ask the artists that I speak with to kind of share a memory with me from early life or childhood of when, you know, when they think back to it, they realize maybe that's when they awaken to the beauty and power of music. And also maybe, you know, that could have been where you kind of started to think about maybe becoming a musician when you, uh, when you grew up. So is there one such memory like that uh, that you could share with us? Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I had classical piano lessons as a young child, and uh, but my father could see that my interest was waning in music. You know, I couldn't get the hang of the scales and the studies, and you know, like most kids, piano is difficult to learn. You know, so one day he went out and he found me a rock and roll and blues piano teacher. You know, and uh, I still remember the day he came to my door. He had this big hair and big chunky rings and he played the blues on the piano and I just fell in love with this music and I said can I do that and he said sure I can show you some things so that was the moment that I fell in love with uh, music you know and we played together my teacher and I on the on the piano always boogie woogie and blues and then we started to check out jazz so yeah I think that's the childhood memory that really started it all for me you know he sparked my interest and then from there it was oscar peterson who made me fall in love with jazz oscar peterson yes one of the all-time greats but as far as composition too is that something that kind of started 
early on in your life as well? Maybe even as you were learning to play the piano? Yes, definitely. I had a, a little book and I used to write all these songs. My first song I wrote when I was five, it was called Snail Trail. <laughs> About the, I mean, this is really... <laughs> basic stuff but yeah I mean you know I like to write songs about the things that happened you know in my day and I think uh, actually nothing's changed it's just evolved hopefully on a more complex level <laughs> right well yes absolutely uh, but what a journey it has been uh, you know you've released uh, critically acclaimed albums the latest of these is called Without You and kind of to introduce it a little bit much in the same way that I asked you earlier to share a memory from early life of when you awakened to the beauty and power of music at large, I would love to ask you about, you know, when you became aware of the great Brazilian jazz songri songwriting tradition, bossa nova, and all of that great stuff. And when did you first fall in love with it? Yeah, well, I mean, as I said, you know, I'd been checking out the blues. I got interested in Oscar Peterson. And then once I heard Oscar Peterson, that was it for me. I sort of listened to every piano trio I possibly could. And most of them had Ray Brown on bass. Um, but uh, through Oscar Peterson, I discovered the bossa nova. So Oscar's got an album called Motions and Emotions. And on it is a song called Wave. And uh, I loved everything about it. I loved Oscar's piano playing. I loved the uh, orchestral arrangement, which was done by Klaus Ogerman. And then I thought, wow, what's the composition? Because it's so fun. I love this. And I love this feeling of the samba. What is this? And I discovered that it was Antonio Carlos Jobim. And I was very happy to see that Jobim wrote not one, but hundreds of great tunes and all in his own style, you know. Um, for me, I love jazz, I love the swing, but also the samba is sort of its own thing and I just loved that, you know, in, in, in the same way. So I really got into, um, you know, the Brazilian music through Oscar Peterson and then once I discovered Jobim, I discovered Ellis Regina and Astrid Gilberto, Jorge Gilberto, um, you know, so all these great Brazilian artists. Absolutely, and I understand that without you, is kind of dedicated to Joe Beam. So it's kind of a tribute to his, his greatness and the impact it's had on you personally. Yeah, I mean, I always just try to pick the best songs, you know, and uh, he, like I said, he's just got hundreds. It's just ridiculous, you know. They're so good. They're so good. I mean, take a song like Gingy, you know. Wow, that's a beautiful, beautiful song. Um, so, yes, I mean, it is a tribute to Joe Beam. I love the man, you know. He sings... He plays the piano and he writes beautiful tunes. I mean, when he was young, he looked like a movie star. And, uh, you know, there's something just so wonderful about him. If I watch interviews about him, he was just so, you know, he, he was a romantic. You know, he loved Rio de Janeiro. He loved his hometown. He loved the birds. He loved the mountain. He loved the sea. He loved life, you know, and he wrote from his life, from his melancholy as well, you know, not just the happy times, but the sad. And I really deeply relate to that, you know. It wasn't something overly complicated or in 7-4 and whatever, you know, although he wrote in, you know, he, he did arrangements which are very um, beautifully written, uh, but he just, he wrote beautiful songs about life and I, I really relate to that. You know, we talked about you being a pianist, a musician, a composer, but as a vocalist too, you must connect with the, this, this tradition in particular because so many great melodies, right? Uh, so many great melodies from just that canon, but also just that style uh, of music. 
Yes, I mean, I think in a way it was a really good idea for me to do a Brazilian album because um, their style of singing is very, um, very clear toned, uh, very melodic. Um, yeah, no vibrato on the voice. So it's something that I also do as well in my own way. So we, we sort of, we fit together very well. You know, I, I, as much as I always wanted, you know, growing up that deep South blues voice, you know, I just don't have that. You know, I just can't do that. But with the Brazilian singing, the style is very similar. So I, I also, I studied a lot. I studied with Luciana Souza to try and get the accent on the Portuguese as good as I possibly can. Obviously I don't speak Portuguese, but I deeply studied and I deeply tried to get all of the inflections right you know, um, it's even, it's not Jobim, it's Jobim, you know, there's a ng sort of ng sound coming down the nose. I mean, I learned a lot. It was, it was great. Um, yeah. Did you take that into consideration uh, as well when you were writing your own lyrics? I, I believe there's one song, Qua Qua Qua, where, you know, you kind of play with the sounds of the words too, and it really works. And it also does remind me of some of the songs from that period of time. Jobim played with it as well a little bit too. Yeah, I mean, I love that the Brazilians uh, have so much fun in their lyrics sometimes. You know, sometimes they sing in Portuguese and then sometimes they just sing nonsense syllables. And I think that's so fun. I do that as well. So, yeah, that's exactly what I did with a song like Qua Qua Qua. I wanted to sort of get, just play with the, the sounds, you know, just like they do, like bing, bong, bing, bing, bong. I wanted to get qua, 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 pa, 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 pa. You know, I, I just wanted to be silly and fun and light, you know, have fun. That's all it was. Nothing too serious, you know, nothing too serious. But the melody is very serious, you know. It's very uh, – I made sure that I crafted it correctly, so – but to have fun as well. <laughs> Absolutely. A wide range of emotions too on this album. But I also want to talk about the story behind the making of the album. Uh, I would love for you to t uh, share it with us because I believe that, you know, it dates back to a very special concert. Uh, and I believe it was uh, the grand opening of the Blue Note in Rio back in 2017. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, I was invited to come over to Rio um, to open the new Blue Note Club and also to play on Fatima Bernardes, which is like the Oprah Winfrey of Brazil. So that was a great honor. And I was there and I found myself uh, there and Romero Lubambo, the great guitarist, Brazilian guitarist, was also there and also the legend Jacques Morellenbaum was there. So they were both playing. Romero actually jumped up and played uh, Trist with me uh, <laughs> on stage just uh, spontaneously. Um, but with Jacques, I met with him afterwards in his beautiful house, uh, which overlooks Corcovado, and we had a meeting and we discussed doing a project together at some point, you know, but uh, it didn't eventuate until much, much later. Um, but we were all there together on, on one night, so perhaps it was meant to be. And then it took the pandemic, I guess, for me to think, you know what, why don't I do something? And then I said, you know, why don't I just call Jacques and Romero and see if we do a, a, a Jobim virtual tribute, you know? And uh, so that's how the album got started, really. What have you done to me? The music plays with me. I never meant to walk your way. And then one day, love walked my way. And now I'm on la 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 la. Quack, 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 quack. 
The track you are hearing is one of Sarah McKenzie's original compositions from Without You, titled Qua Qua Qua. And we'll resume our conversation with the artist in a moment, but first, I wanted to remind you that if you love jazz and vinyl, you should check out Jazz's Vinyl Club a new series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz's editors and featuring some of the most exciting jazz artists from yesterday and today that we cover in the print version of Jazz's, Jazz's.com and these Jazz's podcasts. Go to Jazz's.com and click on Join Vinyl Club. And now back to our conversation with Sarah McKenzie. And we pick it up where we left off, the year of 2020, when McKenzie remotely recorded a version of Corcovado with Romero Lubambo and Jacques Morlandbaum. Another singing just like me. Yeah, so thinking back to those days, though, uh, you know, 2020, dramatic year to say the least, uh, pandemic lockdown, uh, endless uncertain- uncertainties. But what emerges then is a collaboration between the three of you. But what was it like? What was it? Where were you at creatively, psychologically? How, how did you respond to the times? Yeah, I mean, I had a French tour planned. So I had just arrived in France and I had about six concert dates in France and then, you know, they all got cancelled overnight. So it was just, I shouldn't have even left the States, you know. But uh, I thought maybe it's just a French thing, this this COVID. So I went to England and England was fine for like a few days. And I was like, oh, good. The rest of the world's fine. Uh, and then England shut down and I couldn't get back to America because I have a one visa. Um, so it's not a, you know, it's not a green card as such. So I had to stay in the UK and I was only planning to stay for two weeks and I ended up staying for three and a half months. But uh, the positive side of it was that I was staying um, in the countryside just, uh, just near the White Cliffs of Dover in Sussex. It was so beautiful and um, I was able to get out and walk the, the cliffs and the, the nature park and where I was staying was an old schoolhouse and it had a piano though it was terribly out of tune and as it's not in a central service I couldn't get it tuned <laughs> um which is uh, yeah I mean I said to the tuner I think you'll find it is an essential service how bad this piano is but um anyway I had a piano and I had time so uh I responded by writing a project called Music Connects Our World um which uh, I joined uh, several different countries with about 14 different songs, I think, in the end. Um, and, yeah, we did different projects ranging from our Brazilian project to uh, a tango project and Astio Piazzolla style, swing, um, pop. Uh, I did lots of wonderful things and it was really good fun. But, yeah, one of the highlights was the Brazilian project. It had, I think, 1.7 million views on Facebook. And so we thought we were onto a really good thing. And let's do more. You know, let's, let's, let's make an entire album. And so it really grew out of the pandemic. So because we had record, started to record it like this, we just continued. You know, so it is a curiosity of the album that it's done in this way. Right. And when you, and when you talk about the, the project uh, growing, uh, it, it literally also kind of uh, expanded in size because this is not a trio album. Uh, other musicians are on it, incredibly talented musicians. Can you tell us a little more about them and also just putting this lineup together for Without You? 
yes, um, well, I decided in the end to add um, Peter Erskine on the drums. So that was incredible. He's played with Weather Report, the Brecker Brothers, Joni Mitchell, Pat Metheny. I mean, you name it. He's, he's played with everyone and I actually got to be there with him recording in the studio. And that was tremendous fun. I think one of the highlights was when we were discussing <laughs> how to play a certain rhythm. And uh, he, he was like, should I play it like this or like this? And I said, oh, I'd love you to do it like that. And he said, Pat Metheny would agree with you. And I, I thought, yeah, that sounds good to me. So amazing. Peter Erskine, you know, what a legend. Such an honor for me. Um, the others are just as good. Uh, Jeff Gascoigne on the bass. He's worked with Jamie Cullum and uh, Michelle Legrand, incredible bassist. Rogero Boccato, who's the wonderful Brazilian percussionist living in New York. And Bob Shepard, who played flute and soprano saxophone on the album. So, yeah, it all comes together well. I, I hope, you know, uh, you never really know how it's all going to turn out. But, um, you know, you go with a plan and then you let go and, you know, the, this is what happened. So now the album is out there. And uh, what is next for this uh, project? Are you planning on taking uh, its music on the road and, and this particular band? Is there any touring or live dates planned that you could share with us? Yeah, I mean, we, we were lucky to, at the time, we played at Umbra Jazz Winter and also we played in uh, Germany at Stuttgart Jazz Open, which is a really big festival, uh, and also in Portugal. At the moment, there are no dates, but I'm hoping very much uh, to get a promoter interested in the quintet because the music is incredible. The guys are sensational. I mean, you know, they also have space to do solo spots. When Romero plays solo, it brings the house down every time. It's He's such an, an incredible musician. So I hope very much to tour this band because I think audiences will love the music. The music is beautiful and the players are just very inspiring. So it's a very special project. So let's see. Excellent. Uh, one final question about the album is I would love for people to get a better idea of the music that's actually uh, on it. Uh, uh, because, you know, when we talk about the uh, great Brazilian jazz tradition, songwriting, bossa nova, the samba, there's so many songs that you could have chosen, so many directions you could have gone. So, uh, of course, there are original compositions, but when it came to actually picking the material uh, to interpret, uh, what what was the th thought process there? Was there any particular direction in which you decided to go? Yeah, I mean, I definitely, sometimes I think at this point, uh, musicians are going too obscure, you know, with their choices, you know, and so maybe you, people will pigeonhole me as being too, you know, too too tame. But then again, you know, I really wanted to pick beautiful songs that people knew, but maybe do them in a fresh way. You know, so that's the challenge. You know, take a girl, a song like Girl from Panima. It has been terribly overdone for sure. And perhaps there is an argument to say, don't touch that song ever again. <laughs> but what can you bring to it that's going to make it inspired? You know, like that's the challenge, you know. And so I always like that. So I definitely wanted to take on that song. Um, I wanted well-known songs that were really beautiful, maybe a few gems in there that were a little bit more obscure, like Morginha, which I sing in Portuguese. Um, but I mainly wanted to make a beautiful album that had artistic integrity that everybody could enjoy, not just maybe one group of people, you know, the Brazilians or the commercial, you know, scene or whatever. I wanted to make a beautiful album, period. And I understand also the title track without you is, uh, you know, it's a composition by Romero Lubambo. 
to which you wrote your own lyrics. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. I asked Romero if we could do a collaboration, maybe, and if he had any tunes. And I'm very specific with the melodies of the tunes I put lyrics to because, as most musicians say, they write songs, but maybe they didn't realize the melody doesn't lend itself perfectly to to words, you know. So Romero had several songs, and I went through them, and I said, ah, this is the one. I can do something with this. Would you let me? And he said, sure, go for it. And so, yeah, I spent some time with the song and uh, also with the Jobim songs. And I tried to come up with lyrics that both, while listening to Romero tell me the story about why he wrote the song, sort of paid tribute to that and Jobim at the same time. And so I came up with uh, Without You. And so I think Romero's happy with it. So uh, I hope listeners will enjoy this collaboration between us. Excellent. Well, Sarah, it's been great chatting with you about this album and about all this amazing music. But what is the best way for the listeners to kind of keep up with the news, all of the live dates and all of that good stuff? Yeah, wonderful. I mean, they can find me on Facebook. I'm very active. Uh, Sarah McKenzie Music uh, on Instagram and also on my website, info. Yes. So please do keep in touch. Great. Well, thank you very much, Sarah. It's been a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. There is beauty in a moon that glows In the mountain peaks where winter snows But the beauty of the sun There is none my dear, without you here beside me, there is music in an evening breeze. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Sarah McKenzie, and I remind you that her new album, Without You, is available now. And if you love jazz and vinyl, be sure to check out our Jazz Is Vinyl Club. Join the club and we will send you four premium limited edition color vinyl albums mailed directly to you. Just go to jazzis.com and click on Join Vinyl Club for more. And as music from Sarah McKenzie's Without You plays us out, I encourage you to keep an eye out for more Jazz Is podcasts, our print magazine, and other great content available to you on our regularly updated website, jazzis.com. And if you like what you see, you can always subscribe for more. Till the next time, this is Matt McCoochie signing off. See you soon. Wise, my dear, without you, here to go.